Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Yankees Death Star podcast. It is a beautiful Sunday afternoon here where I am in Oklahoma. Uh, feeling good. The Yankees get the win today. We'll talk about everything that happened. I'm here with my buddy Dave. What's up, Dave? Man, I am doing good today. What a great day. I love uh, waking up and being able to watch baseball right away. That's always something that's great. It's enjoyable for sure. Um, Let's go ahead and break down what we're going to talk today about in this podcast. We're going to talk about the uh, post-game breakdown. We're going to make sure you guys know what happened inning by inning to make sure that you guys have an understanding of how the game looked um, if you were able to watch it. Um, we're going to talk about Jordan Montgomery's game. He had a great game. He gave up a couple, uh, four runs today, but we're going to talk about that. He was able to get past the fifth in- inning, so that's a really good job by him. We're going to talk about the extra innings we were able to play today. We're going to talk about our record and how we've been able to do this season on all three extra inning games. We got a big production from our newest bat. That would be Ordor. He came up in the 10th inning and was able to get the go-ahead run, the only run that we ended up needing, but we were able to tack on some more runs in order to secure the win today. We're also going to talk about our bullpen. Our bullpen has been pitching crazy. They put up a bunch of zeros today again, and it just proves to to us and everybody else that this bullpen is the top three bullpen in the league. It is exciting to see how these guys are putting it all together. And then Matt, you said you have some news about some recent transactions. So what do you got for us? Yeah, a couple uh, minor moves. First one being after Domingo Herman's second rough start in a row, he was optioned. So he's sent to the alternate site to try to work on some of his issues. Um, hopefully get him back into his old form or even the form he had during spring and then bring him back up when he's ready. That uh, that move, that option allowed us to recall from the alternative site uh, Albert Abreu, a relief pitcher for us, um, somebody we haven't seen very much of, but we've heard a lot about as he works his way up through the minor system. Uh, we got him, I think he's been here for about five years. And it looks like this year is going to be his chance to really show what he can do in the majors. Uh, As we'll discuss later, he got a chance right away. He pitched in this game and did very well. We'll talk about that. It was a very important outing for him. And on on a sad note, Tyro Estrada was traded to the San Francisco Giants. And we didn't even get a player. We just got some cash. So... I hope he has a better opportunity to get some more playing time there. We were pretty deep um, with outfield talent uh, and also coming up through the minors, additional guys. So sometimes when we do this, even though it's a benefit to have guys like that around in case you need them, sometimes the uh, the Yankees do these kind of moves to look out for the player. So if they think Estrada is going to get a better chance and that he really won't have an opportunity... Um, with the with the Yankees, sometimes they'll trade them away. Sometimes, um, not minor leaguers really, but sometimes they'll even talk to the players about what you know what they would like as an option. Um, he's not there yet as far as talent, but he is going to get a shot in San Francisco. So, best of luck to Tyro. Getting into the game um, for the Rays, they had 
their young pitcher Honeywell um, starting the game, and this was this was pretty cool because this young guy has had nothing but injury issues for the last few years, um, and it was really good to see him get on the mound uh, in a game that mattered instead of just rehab starts. Uh, so their plan for him this game was to use him as an opener. He's not quite uh, stretched out as far as number of innings he can pitch to uh, to be able to pitch a regular start. So they brought him in uh, to start the game as their opener and uh, with the intention that he would go a couple innings um, as long as he was doing fine. So this guy has been out of game action for three and a half years. He has had four different arm surgeries, and finally he is able to make it. Uh, he's pitched in 416 innings in the minors, but it was a lot of rehab stuff and uh, never got his chance to come up. So he makes his major league debut, and it was really great to see. He looked really excited to be out there. Um, <coughs> he looked happy when he came off the mound after his... Uh, his job was done, and he did a really good job too, which made it all the better for him. Not for the Yankees, but I am happy for him, and I hope he can stay healthy. He started off with a 1-2-3 inning against DJ, Judge, and Hicks. What's up, Dave? Yeah, man, I was going to say, that that hit that DJ had at Yankee Stadium, that would have been a home run. Uh, it was just unfortunate that it wasn't at Yankee Stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a fly out to deep right. <clears throat> it was definitely a home run in Yankee Stadium. It's just, again, unfortunate it wasn't at Yankee Stadium. And DJ needed that hit, but that's okay. Like you said, one, two, three inning for Honeywell. So in the bottom of the first, uh, Jordan Montgomery takes the mound for the Yankees. He looked good in his start before. Um, I think he got the loss, though. He came out... Um, he looked pretty good. He wasn't perfect, but also their hitters are really good, and they wear you down. They're good at doing that. So uh, to start off, he didn't actually, in his previous start, he didn't walk anyone, um, and he ends up allowing a leadoff walk today to Yandy Diaz. Then he gets a Rosarena, always dangerous to ground into a double play. Um, there was a hit by pitch, and they immediately warned both benches, um, and when they do that, it's to prevent the pitchers from throwing at the other players, and there's been a, a little bit of a history between these two teams of throwing pitches high and in um, and ending up starting fights, and so they wanted to just nip that in the bud. It, he didn't mean to hit him. It wasn't uh, it wasn't an attack or anything, but with given the history we've had, they went ahead and warned each each uh, <clears throat> each dugout so that if there's anything else like that, then the players normally get automatically thrown out. So he lets that guy on with a hit by pitch, uh, and then he uh, pulls his control together and gets Margot to ground out. So scoreless first inning going into the second. All right. So this is the second inning, and this is where uh, a team gets some runs here. It was not the Yankees. It was the Rays. Uh, Honeywell continues his dominant pitching. One, two, three in the second inning. Six up, six down. And the last guy that he faces is Ordor. On the first pitch, he gets him to ground out. He gets out of this inning really, really fast. This was a very quick top of the inning. 
uh, two strikeouts and one pop out on the first pitch. So good job by Honeywell. Um, it, like Matt said, it's great to see him back. I hate when uh, pitchers do well against the Yankees, but if a pitcher's going to do well against the Yankees, at least they have an awesome story uh, because, you know, this is a, a special story and something that as being a baseball fan, I want to be able to cheer for this guy. And whether or not we're playing against the Yankees or they're playing against the Yankees or not, I don't really care at this moment. I just want to make sure that this guy can get back from injury and get healthy. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to hate this young man down the road. But for right now, let's just enjoy the fact that he is able to play in the majors after all this crazy stuff that's happened to him. Let's go ahead and talk about the bottom of the seconds. Montgomery is still pitching for the New York Yankees. Uh, again, we're going to see him in a few for a few innings here. Uh, this is just a great job. He gets up uh, single to deep center. He settles down. He gets the next two guys to fly out. That was a really good job. One to left, one to right. Um, and then the hammer comes down and they were able to get a home run. Uh, this was two left field at 415 feet. This is a huge hit by for them. They were able to go up two to nothing. And then the next guy, Montgomery, was able to get strikeout. This is a big thing because young players sometimes have trouble uh, capitalizing on innings, especially after they give and they get rattled and give up a home run or whatever. But Montgomery settled down in the saddle and was able to get the next two guys going down there. Yep. So we are in a 2-0 hole going into the top of the third inning. Um, Michael Waka comes in. Uh, Honeywell's day is done. He gets a big, uh, big cheers from his his fellow players. Had a smile on his face, so that was good to see. And it was good to see for the Yankees hitters because Waka did not shut them down like Honeywell was. Uh, first guy up, yeah, Gary Sanchez. I think the Yankees were actually cheering that he was walking off the field, not the fact that he pitched. So right, like, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so Gary takes advantage, uh, works a full count, and then gets a walk. Really good at bat there. Uh, that's our first base runner since Honeywell was perfect through two. Then, big hit for Gio Urshela with one on, scores two, ties the game up. Beautiful. Uh, still no one out. And we've got two runs in the frame, and it was it was just a sweet, sweet hit. He hit it perfectly. Um, he hit it to the deepest part of the field and still went way beyond it. Uh, that uh, Homer went 453 feet, which is he's only had one longer than that in his career. So good for good for Geo. Uh, he had a really big game. Not just that. Uh, we'll talk about. Uh, the rest of his game here, he's going to come up big again, and it's good to see Urshela get going early in this season. Next up, Gardner hustles, gets a gets an infield ground ball that doesn't always score people. He hustles it out, makes it to first. Uh, so DJ LeMahieu is up with no one out and a runner on first. He he hits another uh, solid ball out to right field again. This one bounces in bounds and then bounces out over the, the right wall. So another one of those uh, ground rule doubles that forces the, the runner to hold up, whether they would have had time to make it or not since the ball goes into the stands. Gardner would have scored if it hadn't gone into the stands, but oh well, he's at third. DJ gets his double, and then 
Aaron Hicks, unfortunately, grounds into a double play. And this was actually the second game in a row that Hicks has ground into a double play, um, which is unusual for him. Um, it's a it's a rough start to the season for him. He doesn't do that very much at all. He's one of the hardest guys um, to get to ground into a double play, but he does it. Um, scores Gardner, so gives us a three to two lead, and then Stanton grounds out next guy up. But we take the lead in the top of the third, and we're up three to two. In the bottom of the third, Montgomery takes the mound again. First guy up, singles to left field, and then the Yankee killer himself, Arazarania, hits a homer uh, just like he did yesterday against the Yankees, scores Diaz and himself, and they take the lead just like that. They're up four to three with nobody out. Montgomery pulls it together, doesn't let his nerves get to him, uh, strikes out the next batter, Meadows, on a really good uh, up and away pitch that just caught the corner. Meadows just watched it go by. Uh, beautiful pitch for that strikeout. Um, Manuel Margot, next guy up, gets a double and went right over Hicks' head. Hicks looked, if Hicks had made the catch, it would have been pretty incredible, but he does do that sometimes. But this one went over his head, so they got a guy on second with just one out. Brousseau then grounds out, and Montgomery gets Lau to ground out to DJ. All right. Going into the top of the fourth, uh, Waka, Waka is still pitching for Tampa. He walks Torres, and this was a, a really good job by Torres. He recognizes uh, he had the full count. He had the full count for quite a while, uh, just was really patient. He, um, he, it was a just a great job by him by battling to stay in here. He saw a total of eight pitches here and got the last one to be just a, you know, a poorly thrown ball. And he just, he just immediately knew his walk. Um, this is where it kind of got interesting for the Yankees because Odor lined out. But during that Torres stole second, that's really a good deal for Torres. He was able to get, I'm sorry. He, um, he um, stole second when Sanchez was up right after Odor got out. Uh, giving us an opportunity to score. Unfortunately, we got Urshela to strike out and Sanchez grounded out to shortstop, which meant that Torres couldn't advance on the the run on the, the hit, which was unfortunate. But again, not that big of a deal. Montgomery saw three up, three down, struck out swinging, struck out swinging, and uh, lined out to center. So this is a really good job by Montgomery to settle down uh, in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, to keep us into uh, a chance to get into the game and stay in the game into the fifth. Uh, we were down four to three in the bottom of the fourth uh, going into the fifth. Brett Gardner leads off the fifth um, with a strikeout. DJ LeMahieu then grounds out and Aaron Judge struck out swinging. So really efficient work by... Waka, who's still in. Um, nice inning for him. Nice inning. Last inning. Uh, other than the walk to Torres, he's been, he shorted up after the third. In the bottom of the fifth, Montgomery is back on the mound for some more. Um, and I like that they stuck with him. Uh, he has allowed four runs to this point. And I, I like the fact that they stuck with him because they knew he um, he has the nerves to settle in and 
that doesn't mean that he's you know that he's going to fall apart in the next inning. So I like he got to uh, to go in for the fifth. He gets a ground out, another ground out, and then for some reason he doesn't like Austin Meadows because he hit him, uh, and that I think that's who he hit the first time too. Um, yeah, so was, he's on first, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then he gets uh, Manuel Margot Margot to ground out. Uh, Odor made a nice play. Um, he looks confident at second, and uh, threw it to DJ for the out. And yeah, uh, the Meadows hit by pitch. It was a little bit unusual for him to hit another batter after they had given a warning, and and he hits another batter. Normally, that's an automatic ejection, but. This one was so obviously not intentional that they didn't worry about it, and I didn't see the Rays really complaining either. So, yeah, man, I don't like to see hit batters um, at all. I don't like to see any empty or given um, base runners and empty bases, you know, for nothing at all. So, I don't like to see it. But on the same sense, if you're going to hit somebody, at least it was Meadows. Uh, you know, that guy, that guy can at least take a pitch pretty well. So. Um, all right, so it's top of the six. We're down 4-3 still. Hicks grounded out to the pitcher. Stanton struck out, and Torres struck out looking. You know, this is, again, we're going to be struggling sometimes, especially seeing Stanton struggle. Uh, this is not what we wanted at all right now. Um, going into the bottom of the six, Montgomery is still up pitching. Uh, at this point, he walks the first batter. This is when um, uh, Boone steps out, go ahead, and pulls. Montgomery and puts in green. This is what I love about this is that I love how Boone uses green. It is really unique. It's really cool. He brings green in typically when he has to start off. Um, uh, the inning is already going on. He's done this a couple times this season already. Uh, the inning's going on and a lot of pitchers, they like to start off on the clean slate, but green is one of those guys that doesn't need it. He brings um, green in having a guy on base and green is able to get three outs right in a row. One, two, three, uh, really quickly and was able to get out of the sixth without any damage. And it was so fast. In fact, that, uh, Boone felt comfortable about bringing him back in the game, um, in the next inning because he only saw um, pitched eight pitches, uh, to get out of that inning. And that's three outs on eight pitches. So that's a really good job by him. Um, super, super, um, efficient, in the the first inning in the bottom of the sixth yeah I love seeing green on the mound um it might have been I kind of think whether uh he allowed a hit or the walk um I think probably if he gets Brousseau out the plan is probably still to bring uh bring green in um based on the, the pitching matchup always love seeing green come into the game but we are down Four to three still going into the top of the seventh. And they make a pitching change. They replace Michael Walker with Cody Reed. And Cody Reed is one of the uh, sidewinders. He throws it. His release point is really low and out to the side. Um, can make things a little difficult for the umpires to see because the ball is coming from a different place than they're used to. Um, <clears throat> I thought the, the very first pitch, I thought it looked like... Uh, it was definitely low. Uh, they called it a strike. So sometimes you benefit. And sometimes like when O'Day c comes up, it's going to be the same for us. So, But he gets Odor to ground out. Um, and while 
Odor hadn't done anything. I I like his aggressiveness, and it seems like he has a pretty good eye. He's not just going to uh, make up his mind to swing and then swing at a bad pitch. He has a little bit of a discipline. Um, it's cool to see him come in and get his first at-bats in a Yankee uniform. Hope it's the start of good things. Next up, Gary is hit by pitch, or so people think they looked at it for a while on the replay and I think it might have grazed the his little pad on top of his foot it's really hard to tell uh, they called it a hit by pitch in the beginning I'm not sure if they would have overturned it because it was really hard to see but anyhow he gets to take a free base without getting plunked in the ribs so good for Sanchez Urshela is the next guy up he jumps on the first pitch he sees and singles, which moves Gary Sanchez to second. So we got um, runners on first and second with one out for Brett Gardner. Gardner, nice at bat, uh, works a walk. So the bases are loaded and we only have one out. So we have our guy, our DJ LeMahieu, who is one of the best um, hitters in all of baseball. Uh, with runners in scoring position, he's hit uh, with the Yank since he's been with the Yankees. He's averaged 377 on situations with runners in scoring position, and that's that was the best over that period of time, which is the last two years. He had the best um, average in all of major leagues. So, if he's really the guy that you would, if you got to pick, we'd probably pick DJ to go up in this situation. Um, Unfortunately, he does the one thing that he didn't want to do, which is ground into a double play, ending the inning and ending the three the loaded bases and one out situation. So good for their pitcher, I guess. Um, rough to see LeMahieu continue to struggle. So we make nothing of that inning. Uh, we're still down going into the bottom of the seventh. Um, we get Green back on the mound. He gets a strikeout, a strikeout, and a Rosarena pops out. So Green solid in his uh, in his next inning out, looking good and exactly what we need him to do, which is don't let the lead get any worse until we can score some runs. That's right, man. Green did a great job, and LeMahieu will get back to normal. So everybody, keep your panties on. Just chill out without Green. He is going to be okay. Or Green, LeMahieu, he is going to be okay. His bat's going to start coming alive. He's talked about his timing being off and him recognizing that. This is just another game that he recognizes how much more his timing needs more. Uh, if this was last year, that ball goes into left field and two guys um, score. Uh, but again, his timing is slightly off. He's going to get this back. So just, just chill out, relax. So Yankees top of the eighth. We see a lot of, uh, people move in for Tampa Bay for defensive um, stuff. Phillips has moved to center. Uh, they get a new left fielder and right fielder, first baseman and second baseman. They move everybody around. They get to the guys that are their best at in those positions. And Thompson was pitching for Tampa Bay. Judges walked. Hicks flied out to left, and then Stanton is walked. So we have two guys on with one out, and we decide to pinch run for Stanton, which I love doing this right here. Uh, we put Talkman in the game. Again, uh, he's a great person to be able to be our um, uh, backup runner as well as a backup um, outfielder because he can play all three outfielding positions. 
And so when he gets a chance to um, you know do this, this is always big. Torres singled to left center. Judge scored. Talkman to second. That was, again, a huge moment because now the score is tied 4-4. Four to four. Uh, Torres is just doing unbelievable work right now. He is carving up um, with his bat. And, of course, I love seeing Judge and Stanton gets walks. You know, this is why I get excited about this team is because we're so patient in the box. Stanton has not been batting well, but he continues to get walks. That is big, as we can see. Uh, Talkman wasn't able to um, ex- um, you know, get an explanation mark on that. They pull out, at this point, they pull out Thompson. They put in Castillo. Uh, Odor fouled out to third, and Sanchez fouled out to right. Uh, we left two batters on, but that is okay. Uh, we were able to tie up the game and make it give us a chance to get into extra innings. So going into the bottom of the eighth, Green is now still pitching for the Yankees. The first guy up is Meadows, and he gets him to fly out. He does so on um, seven pitches. On the seventh pitch, uh, he d- gives a really nasty four-seam um, fastball. Uh, he's only really given uh, Meadows four-seam fastballs anyways, so he was able to get him out with that. At that point, um, Boone goes to the bullpen, pulls in O'Day pitching for the Yankees. And Matt and I, we love this guy. He has such a unique release, and he is able to get the first guy, Margaret, to ground out to shortstop. And then he got uh, whatever his name is to strike out and end the inning in the bottom of the eighth with the Yankees tied 4-4. Four to four. In the ninth inning, we got our guy, Gio Urshela, who's having a good game so far. He starts off the ninth inning with a double to center field. It was great. Uh, they didn't rule it an error, and I think that's correct. But he really smoked this, and... The uh, the second baseman and the outfielder both kind of had trouble. They couldn't get their hands on the ball. It came towards them, but they uh, it was a little too hot to handle. So nice hit by Urshela to start off the inning. Uh, next guy up, we have Gardner. He works a walk. So we've got two on, no out for DJ LeMayhew. And he uh, grounds into a force out. Urshela is out at third. Um, and then Brett Gardner makes it to third on a throwing error by the first baseman. So that really should have been, um, a double play, but they mishandled it. So LeMahieu gets a little bit lucky. He doesn't get the hit, but he doesn't get, uh, two outs. There's still just one out. I got it. So check it out, man. What happened is, is we were able to advance the runners because of throwing error. DJ recognized running around first that the ball was way too far away for the first baseman to get to it. So he rounded um, first baseman uh, really, really fast. And now we have runners at first or second and third. And Gardner uh, on, I believe it was the second or third pitch, the pitcher throws it into the dirt. It went straight up in the air and Gardner recognized that the, uh, um, catcher lost the ball and he started sprinting home. The catcher found the ball because it, again, it just went straight up in the air and came right back down and was able to throw out Gardner at third for the out. It was really unfortunate. Judge grounded out to shortstop the very next play and they were able to get out of the inning with no run scored. The t- um, the score was tied four to four. Bottom of the ninth, it's a tie game. Aroldis Chapman comes in for O'Day to try to get these last three outs and give us a chance in extras to win it. 
he throws uh, six pitches, all strikes. So he struck out Lau on three pitches, Adamas on three pitches. Then Zanino, who hit the home run earlier, gets a double on Chapman on the second pitch he saw. Uh, They visit the mound a couple times uh, during this at bat with Kevin Padlow. Um, It was a battle. Uh, Padlow was uh, holding off of things he shouldn't swing at. Um, But uh, Chapman wins the battle. So no damage done, which means we get free baseball going in to the top of the tent now. All right, going into the top of the tenth, uh, Tampa puts a new a new pitcher in. Um, right off the bat, Hicks was hit by a pitch, so now we have runners because we start with a runner at second base because of the new rule in baseball right now. So now we have runners at first and second. Ta- um, Talkman, I this is what I love about Talkman. He's such a team player. He bunts the ball. Uh, he sacrifices a bunt ball to third base, knowing he was going to get out, but he ran advances both runners to second and third. Um, you know, Tor- and this is why it's so important is because Torres is up next and Torres grounds into a, uh, a fielder's choice to shortstops Hicks and uh, Hicks ran the third judge was out at home. This was really unfortunate. This happened because we had an opportunity right then to take the lead, but now we have two outs we have runners at the corners. Ordor is up, two outs, and this is when Ordor just does his magic. He gets something beautiful right here. He is seeing a full count. Uh, he sees a slider at 81 miles an hour down in the zone, and he does a really good job at fouling that off and staying alive in this. And the very next um, pitch that he sees is a 85 mile an hour cutter, uh, almost uh, almost dead center of the plate. And he is able to get a single. Uh, this scores uh, Hicks. This is um, gives Hicks an opportunity to score, which is massive for us. Um, we're able to get Torres to third. And again, we're having a great opportunity to do something special here with two outs. Uh, the next person up is Sanchez. He singles um, uh, to center. Just an unbelievable uh, job by him. Is is waiting for the pitch that he wanted. Torres scored. Odor to second. So now we have runners at first and second, and we have Urshela up. Matt, you called it earlier. You said Matt um, Urshela is going to do something later on today. What did he do that was so special off of the very first pitch that he saw in the 10th inning? Well, I'm going to say he got a triple. He hit the ball, and he ended up on third base. So as far as I'm concerned, he got the cycle. Um, They actually ruled uh, a fielding error, so... He still got a hit, but they thought he wouldn't have made it to third without the error. So they give him a single. Um, but that scores Odor and scores Sanchez. Uh, so absolutely huge for him to come up like that. He's He was the uh, MVP of the game throughout the entire game since his first at-bat, basically. Um, great job by him. Great job all around. Odor getting that really clutch hit to... Uh, put us up and he hadn't done anything in his first game so far uh but i i did think he had pretty decent at bats so to see him get this was huge um like you said the bunt um by talkman was exactly where you want it if you mess that up and that doesn't they end up getting the the lead runner out then you have the out but you didn't advance the runners or stuff like that which allowed torres um 
where Torres hit it, if there had been, if Talkman didn't advance the runners, Torres would have grounded into a double play, no doubt. Um, so instead, they get one out instead of two. Um, they do stop the runs from scoring when uh, they got Judge at the plate. And uh, so they felt, I'm sure they felt pretty good about that. Um, but then Odor comes through, uh, Sanchez comes through, Urshela comes through huge. It was awesome to see. Yeah, man. And this is what I loved about um, the the sacrifice bump by Talkman is I remember one of our really good friends, um, Adam Connell. He's been our best friend probably since, you know, we've been 15, probably 13 for Matt. We've constantly been friends with uh, uh, Matt Connell. He is, or um, Matt Connell, <laughs> Adam Connell. Um, he is one of those dudes that knows everything about the game. And one day he's going to be on the show with us and you guys will all be impressed with his ability. But one time he told me when he was pitching, uh, he would know when a, um, a batter was going to bunt and which way he was going to bunt because he would always look down the line to see if the, the line was clear and if he had a, a good area that he could put the ball just before the pitch was pitched, you see Talkman look in the corner of his eyes. It got real big and look over to the third base and he recognizes the line was open. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. And it was great. Like to me, it was like the perfect bunt. Um, it was all in his eyes. So thank you, Adam, for teaching me that for, um, you know, keeping an eye on something like that, because that was really cool to be able to see that after all these years of you and I talking baseball. Absolutely. Um, just awesome. It would have been a pretty, uh, pretty frustrating defeat with all the opportunities that we had throughout the uh, the course of the nine innings that we weren't able to capitalize on. So it feels really good. Um, it's easier, much easier to forget about those bases loaded situations and, and other mistakes that were made when we take the lead in the 10th uh, and by so much. So we have a four run lead going into the bottom of the 10th. Um, Obviously, that's, that would be really tough uh, for the Rays to come back, um, but they do have a chance to get their guy on second base. Uh, Chapman comes out of the game, and then uh, the guy we talked about in the beginning, Albert Abreu, Albert Abreu, who was just called up, um, gets an opportunity right away. I think that was announced. Maybe it was yesterday, but he didn't have a lot of time. I'm sure he... Uh, Normally, if when you get called up, you have to hop on a plane, and you usually don't get any sleep the night before. Um, so it's always a tough, tough deal. They don't, uh, they don't necessarily play guys in their first game in uniform um, unless they are needed, and they decided that it was a good spot for him. And I'm sure a lot of people were excited. I don't. I was excited to see him take the mound. Uh, we've seen his stuff in the minors. And now we get to watch it on the big stage. He came in and he did what he needed to do. They had, he had a few, actually all three at bats were battles. He did throw some balls. Um, each of the three batters had at least got two or three balls each. Um, but he gets the first two to strike out. And then Austin Meadows works a full count and flies out to Aaron Hicks to end the game. Big big win for the Yankees eight to four yeah and I again this is all about the the pitching staff here making a, a decision to go at Meadows straight up fastballs it's what he saw for most of the night he saw four seam fastballs uh this was just a really good job because 
I just felt like they were picking on him. Uh, you know, you have that that one um, kid on your team that you know bats ninth or whatever, and they can't hit a curveball, so everybody throws a curveball to them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's what I felt like they were doing with Meadows tonight. Is like prove us that you can beat us on a, a, a four seam fastball, and I think he had trouble. So that was a really good job. Abreu just did a really good job closing out this game. This is big. They weren't even able to advance the runner at all. Uh, they had no opportunity because he just came out and throwing some amazing pitches. He he got his fastball up to 99, and he was able to get his changeup and slider to 87 miles an hour. Uh, one time he threw his slider at 85 miles an hour twice, a cha- a once a, a changeup at 85. I mean, this is filthy pitching right here. This is exciting. This is what we need coming off our bullpen, especially with Herman, all the issues that he's having, and we don't know when he's going to be able to come back. But we have young players that are ready to pitch in ball games that are big and ready to go. These guys are great. These guys have opportunities to come into the games and make a difference right off the bat. And the fact is, is that uh, there's no way that Boone would have given the ball to Chapman um, in the bottom of the ninth unless he felt like his the rest of the guys that were behind Chapman w- would do, be good enough to be able to get the job done. He definitely has faith in Breu because there's no way he puts that ball in his hands unless he wants that. This is the the best, what I would say, the best three batters that we have faced uh, this series that has had the most um, damage done against us. Uh, Phillips, uh, um, Arizona, uh, and Meadows. All three of these guys have tore up our pitchers all year, um, or all three games now. And it was just really frustrating to be able to not you know, get the outs, but Abreu steps up and does what he needs to do. He shows multiple different types of, he shows a curve, a four seam, a change up a slider. Um, You know, I mean, that's four pitches right there. I mean, that's yeah. a solid, that's a solid outing by any stretch of the imagination. And especially with as hot as these batters are for Tampa, just a great job by Abreu. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to seeing him with the team. Uh, possibly the rest of the season. I don't know if they'll, it'll just, we'll just have to see whether he goes up and down anymore. Um, we might need to as needed, but I expect him to spend, uh, a lot of time, if not a vast majority of the time up with the, with the 25 man roster, because especially after today, it was a good sign, um, that the pressure wasn't too much for him, um, in the moment. So, Super happy for him and excited for the rest of the year with him coming out of the bullpen. And check this out. This is a crazy stat about our bullpen. We only gave up one hit in five innings, was it? Or six innings. One hit in six innings and zero walks. This is massive. I cannot tell you how exciting this is for me to be able to see this. This continues to show you our bullpen is nasty. Uh, for the entire night, we ended with 13 Ks and two walks from our bullpen. Uh, just our bullpen, our, our pitching staff, just a great job. Montgomery gave up five hits and he gave up four runs. Uh, he has the only two walks. So all the issues were on Mon- Montgomery's side. He gave up two home runs. That's not necessarily something you want to see. Uh, in each of the home runs, he had walked a player before he, the home run. Uh, again, not what you want to see, but... Just a really excellent job. Chapman's the only person that gave a hit on on our um, bullpen. So just a unbelievable job by him. If you want to look at some of our, our leaders tonight, uh, 
we, we again, we didn't bat very well with runners in scoring position. We're batted four for 15 with runners in scoring position. Not great, but again, it was enough to get us done for the, the night. Um, DJ had one hit uh, at five on five of bats. Not necessarily a great thing. Judge had one, or I'm sorry, he had zero hits at three of bats, but he also was walked twice. Good job by him. Uh, Hicks got a hit. Uh, Torres got a hit. Uh, Stanton was walked once. Hicks, sorry, Hicks got a Hicks got a run, but he didn't get a hit. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. You're right. Hicks got a run, and he he left three on base. We had like uh, Dave was saying, we had 20 total left on base, and then the four for 14 or whatever it was with runners in scoring position. So, it this game was mostly in a way it was mostly good because. We didn't play very good, and we got lucky. Uh, sometimes it's going to break one way, and sometimes it's going to break the other. So it was a nice relief when the end of the game finally came, and we're kind of half expecting to blow it based on the way we've played. And then uh, it's a, it was a pleasant surprise that we won. And the pitching staff is definitely, um, they were definitely there. Uh, Montgomery, I'm sure, will work on some things, but I am glad he, he made it through five innings, um, he, and he didn't. He wasn't blowing up so bad that they needed to pull him mid inning. So I'm, I was glad to see him go five full. And then, yeah, our, the bullpen was just crazy. No, no walks, one hit in five innings. Fantastic. Yeah, man, and you know it brings up what we're going, who we're going to be facing tomorrow. We're going to be facing the Toronto Blue Jays tomorrow. Uh, this is something that I, I'm kind of I'm dreading. And the reason I'm dreading is uh, Robbie Ray is somebody that the Yankees wanted for a very, very long time. He, they kept on trying to make a deal with Arizona, just could not get it done. Uh, really unfortunate situation for the Yankees because they, they wanted him. The team that was able to get it done, though, uh, was the Toronto Blue Jays. They have him on their staff. He has been on the I.L., after landing there, after spring training, uh, this will be his first start, and I'm expecting some filthy, filthy stuff by him. Uh, this will be a really fun um, pitching duel. You have Garrett Cole, whose uh, two starts has 21 Ks. Uh, you know, just a 1.4, just a 1.46 ERA. Uh, that's all. I mean, no, nothing too fancy or shiny there. Um, so it's really nice to be able to see uh, these two guys go head to head. And the Blue Jays are not healthy yet. They're going to be better and better as as the more time that we see that we end up playing them. Yeah, we need to put a lot of value on the the games and series that we play inside the division with the Rays and with the Jays, um, especially with the Jays, like because they're not healthy and they're probably only going to get better. They have a lot of young guys. More experience will help them. Um, so yeah, it'll be a it'll be a, a good pitching matchup tomorrow. We expect uh, Robbie Ray was had some minor injury that kept him from making his first start. So uh, this will be his first start of the year, and uh, really we don't have a lot of um, well DJ LeMahieu and Jay Bruce are the only ones that have faced him uh, a lot really, uh, and Bruce has had success. He's uh, four for nine against him and LeMahieu is batting 250 so that's, he went five for 20 so a little bit of success for him uh the other guys not a lot of experience 
Yeah, man. And, and something to think about when we play a divisional rival, we're playing them 19 games um, a year right now. Uh, we played the Blue Jays pretty much consistently every two weeks, two ish weeks. Um, it's insane. Like we have a series against them every two ish weeks. I think we have a, a, a four game series against them coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, but the reality is this is going to be crazy. This is going to be insane. I'm just excited because this this proves to us where this team's going, where we're at, and I I just get pumped up that this this is the Yankees team that we're we've been watching for the last few years, and I do think that they're going to be able to put it together this year. Uh, a lot of people ask me where I think the Yankees are going to end up um, as far as uh, you know winning this year. Every single time I say I feel like this is the championship caliber team. Just because you have a championship caliber team doesn't mean you know how to win a championship. So that was is yet to be seen. But I do believe that this is a championship caliber team. Um, and I, I'm excited to see. Uh, throwing this out here is it looks like um, Adam Warren is coming back from the IL uh, pretty quickly here. Uh, that will be nice to be able to see him. Um, and Duhar has resumed um, hitting off the tee. That's great to see. Nice. It will be nice to be able to see Andujar's back, um, bat back soon um okay so now we're saying that schmidt is uh will seek a second opinion before the yankees decide his next step of the right handers rehab program this is something that's interesting because a second opinion usually means they don't agree with the first opinion um i don't necessarily like that but we'll see how that works out in the long run um zach britton is still on the um 60 day dl but he is on track to playing um, are playing catch off flat feet this week. So that's, that's maybe, maybe getting back. Good step. Yeah, that's great. So um, that's all really, that's the newest stuff that we've been hearing. So as far as that goes, I hope things keep on continuing to get better for the Yankees. The two biggest things that are happening is Adam Warren and Miguel Andujar are starting to get back to normal. That's right. One thing I can say uh, for the Yankees is we will never stop, never stopping. I like it, man. I like it. No doubt, dude. Again, this is Matt, and this is the Yankees Death Star podcast. We're so grateful for you to be listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again tomorrow like we do every day. Yeah, I just want a big, uh, big shout out to some of our daily listeners, Shannon, and Jim and Monica, we see you guys. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, we are all spread out over the U.S. Uh, most of our listeners are not in New York, um, which is nice because, uh, you know, we're just Yankee fans trying to tell you what's happening. And not everybody has league pass like us. So it is nice to be able to share what happens on the on a um, every game night. So, again, this is the Yankee Death Star. My name is Dave. And thanks for listening. <laughs>